0: Hello, everybody, again. <laughs> I'm still Elisa Giudici. And uh, uh, well, we have another amazing interview today, this time with uh, Roshni Durbe. Welcome, Roshni. Uh, it's nice to have you here. And just a couple of words about you and then I will let you uh, to introduce yourself. So uh, Roshni Durva uh, is um, director and senior advisor of SME Funds Capital, uh, which is a VC firm, uh focused on investing and facilitating investing in climate impact and uh, resilient enterprises and projects. That sounds amazing, Roshni. And so again, welcome. Hello. <laughs> Hi! Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's it's amazing uh, that well we talk many times together, but it, it it's good to share <laughs> our talks with uh, all the people that are here today. So um, let's start with you. Uh, I would like to know. We would like to know a, a little bit more about you, of course, uh, your backgrounds and uh, and uh, of course about your passion uh, in impact investing. So. Sure. Um, Tell us, tell us. um, So I'm a private equity and
1: venture capital partner, advisor and entrepreneur. Um, So I'm a director um, at an impact investment firm in West Africa, as Elisa just mentioned, uh, SME Funds Capital. So here our partners include the UN Environmental Program, the UK Department of International Development and the African Guarantee Fund. Um, I'm also an associate partner with a funding group that works with family offices and investors um, across Europe. And i'm also the founder of auxilium ventures so this is an impact consultancy which was set up to support impact companies with areas like growth investment readiness access to funds resources commercial viability and also innovative solutions so through this i became an advisor to quite a few companies in the impact space uh, most notably uh, ethical fashion lifestyle and beauty company called ethical brand network um, so this is an effectively an enabler for ethical brands and we are working to take conscious consumerism from a niche to a norm and make ethical products more accessible. I love that! <laughs> conscious consumers and non-conscious consumers and hopefully encourage them to make the switch. Um, So yeah, so more recently, I founded the funding company International, and so this is kind of, we will be releasing more information about this soon, but a very brief summary. It's a new kind of challenger bank investment and growth group that aims to support as many founders and business owners as we can, Um, primarily by making services more accessible um, and also enabling access to a combination combination of traditional sources of capital. So as well as the secondary markets, including areas like tokenized funds. It's quite a large project but we will be releasing more information <laughs>
0: um <laughs> yeah that's amazing too so well you are involved in a lot of things and uh, and what i love it's uh, but basically all of them are in impact investing uh and and so what um what was the spark so where did you start and you say okay this is the reason why i want to do impact and i want to be part of this uh, amazing uh world
1: Sure, um, so I actually is how I started my career. So my career started in private equity where I was focused on investments in the regeneration of renewable energy sectors. And through this, I was a director of one of the largest sustainable biofuels companies in the UK. And this is where my journey impact, in impact investing started. Um, so in many ways it was, I guess also an impact investing was becoming more apparent. Um, mm-hmm. And back then I think also renewable energy and climate change was one of the main focuses of impact investment. So through seeing, I guess, operationally, just how much of a difference we can make by focusing on these sectors, you know, and tackle some of society's key issues, I kind of decided, well, renewable energy is great. Love this space, but I want to be involved in more sectors with an impact. And that's led, that led me to where I am now.
0: <laughs> well again it's an amazing journey so you really start from the beginning to be involved in uh, in impact and uh, and in- impact investing in uh, in particular so um i think uh, you have a great experience in uh, probably how to measure and choose the right uh business in impact and uh, uh, all this kind of insight that we really like to know from you so <laughs> Let's start with with the measurement, so um, you've been part of uh, a lot of different funds and VCs that uh, are all related to impact investing. Um, How did you and how you measure um, the impact of the company that you you fund through this um, organization?
1: So that's a good question. I think different ways. So let's maybe looking at so looking at the evolution of impact measurements and how they've kind of come to be where they are now. So generally, we have the UN SDGs um, continually being developed, but this was kind of introduced at the beginning to measure impact, covering key global issues which are acting as drivers towards a more sustainable world. We also have the UN PRI, Principles of Responsible Investment, which had a fo- have a focus on investors. But in terms of the, like looking at individual companies and assessing their impact, let me take maybe an example of one of the companies I work with, um, so Ethical Brand Network, I mentioned this one earlier, but we work with a lot, of, a lot of ethical brands and we select them to be part of our community. But a key area here is how they measure impact. And so our assessment looks at how they look at, we look at their supply chain, the processes, how ethical these are, any giving back programs they have, you know, the materials of production processes they're using, any programs that are designed to you know, support others. I guess that's more measuring the operational impact. In terms of impact investment, I think there have been a lot of issues around not having a consistent measurement system or the real impact not you know, being quantified enough, I guess, right? And this, yeah. leading to, yeah, concede, concerns leading to impact washing, you know, as an offshoot from greenwashing. However, I'd like to say there are developments here. So just last week, this is amazing to hear, the IFC and the Global Impact Investment Network announced the launch of a harmonized impact measurement system. This is exciting because, you know, as an investor, this is what we've all been hoping for, a system that is harmonized that really does quantify that measurement. So they they call it the joint impact um, indicators, if I remember correctly, JII. And this is, you know, some high level indicators that impact investors can use to measure and report on their investment activities and also it's designed to reduce the reporting burden on companies. I think this is a key area because, you know, there is a lot of reporting burden. I think it's good to have a sort of direct um, some tools and resources that companies can accurately look at to measure their impact and report back to investors. Um, And, you know, also, I think this improves the availability of c- comparable impact data to better inform decision-making processes. Um, so they were just released. So we will wait and see to see, you know, assess their <laughs> effectiveness. Um, but it's great to see, yeah, impact measurements kind of being continually developed. And I know that there are there are others like, operating principles for impact measurement back in 2019. Um, yeah, so we've got quite a few, but hopefully JII should be quite a... Maybe, <laughs> will be the one, <laughs> hopefully, yes. But I think it's the integration of all the different systems and methods that have kind of come to be you know so let's see and I think they've got some very good organizations that have partnered on on there as well
0: oh yeah yeah absolutely absolutely i mean uh, this is uh one of the main questions that comes up so often uh when we talk about impact investing and uh, um again it, it's not an easy answer so uh hopefully uh this system will be a, a good one uh, of course we need to see it in action for a while probably to see uh, even the the results uh and the application of it and um again it's a work in progress, as you just said. Uh, but it's amazing to see that a lot of people is, um, well, it's trying to find the right way to make a measurement and to unify uh, this measurement, which is probably the biggest challenge anyway, because, you know, uh, as you know, it's every company, especially in impact investing, has uh, so many different ways to make impact. So... It's, Different investment criteria, all of this, you know, so kind yeah. of. Hard. I think this it is difficult. Um. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's yeah. Again, it will be. I think it 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 will be still a, a huge challenge for quite a while. Working progress, but we're moving in the right direction. Hopefully. Yes. Finally. Finally. Absolutely. So this is a great news, and uh, if you want to repeat the name uh of this system so maybe the uh well people that are uh, are, are looking for uh, at the summit uh, they can maybe look a bit uh google it and uh, know more
1: <laughs> i can even share a link afterwards um, oh yeah
0: sure yeah the J- jii the joint impact indicators joint impact indicators perfect thank you so much I, for this I, information the <laughs> global impact investment network Okay, so, well, uh, we will share um, the link uh, also in the, in the chat if you can uh, well, give us, uh, we will do that as well. So thank you again. And so, um, well, another big challenge is not just measurement, but uh, it's also about, uh, well, the, the models that so you talk uh, about the great models. So I would like to, uh, for you to share with us uh, the suggestion that you, we can give uh, to, that you can give to all the entrepreneurs and uh, and investors as well about that. Sure,
1: thank you. So I think we last time, yeah, we talked about commercial viability in, in yes. impact biz- businesses. And I think this is a key area. So, you know, I think it's this idea of positive impact and strong financial returns are not mutually exclusive. They can be complementary. And I think we need to move away from the idea that impact focused companies and projects have to operate as nonprofits, or can't or shouldn't be too profitable and you know, don't generate good returns. Profit is the key driver of growth. Um, and through this, we can actually make a bigger impact. So firstly, I think it's important we look at impact-driven businesses as exactly that, businesses. You know. And the fundamentals of a good business are the same, no matter the product or the service they're offering. If the product has a positive impact, brilliant, as is the case with impact companies. But impact-driven companies you know, should also operate as commercially viable and bankable businesses. So, for example, part of my role at Ethical Brand Network is to support the company's transition from a non-profit to a commercially driven impact focused business. And I think in terms of commercial viability, it's around recognizing the value of the products and services and enabling everyone involved in the business cycle to be rewarded for their efforts. This, you know, translates to profitability, but it's more of this idea of rewarding rewarding everyone involved with their efforts, but, you know, this idea that we can all be successful together and profitable together. So you know, developing commercially viable and bankable business models from the start will also hopefully make um, impact companies more attractive to investors and you know, hopefully, hopefully get them to sort of invest in more um, impact companies as part of their portfolios without having to compromise on returns. Um, and also it's this idea, you know, purpose-driven businesses do tend to perform really well, many times being more pro- profitable than anticipated. So again, it goes back to what I'm saying, purpose-driven businesses good profitability all of this helps us to make an even bigger impact and I, yeah. I, there is an article I can share sorry I have just remembered yes. a, yes. actually I can share on this and they talk about how not having to we don't have to compromise on economic returns in order to make a positive impact so absolutely we'll share a link if, if that's okay. yes
0: please yes 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 absolutely absolutely we're going to share the link uh in the in the chat as well so people can uh, yeah. Check it out, thank you so much for uh, uh, this piece of information again. So, um, well, uh, I know that um, it's not easy to put together these these two things. And uh, could you give us an example uh, of, uh, a successful example (laughs) of what you just said?
1: (laughs) That's good, okay. Um, So, successful example, okay. Solar companies are probably a good example of this. Operating on a subsidy model for a very long time, but eventually they did become commercially viable, and the subsidies were taken away, and they were able to operate at success. So it is possible, and we don't always need government support to you know help these. Well, to help them become commercially viable, definitely the subsidies helped in that case. But I think that go- um, companies can successfully operate. As, as successful sort of commercially viable models without the yes. constant need for support. I think this is what I'm trying to say. But yeah, the s- companies with the solar industry is probably a good example.
0: Okay, so um, and what about, um, well, the implication of uh, impact investing and technologies? Uh, what is your thought about that?
1: Sure. Um, so I think it's great to see the integration. So for example, let's say blockchain technology, an example, it's great to see the integration of blockchain technology and how widely used it is and becoming Um, So a great example of this um, and how it's helping is, so an example of, sorry, great example of this was during my time at the Sustainable Biofuels company. Um, So here I created one of the um, first sustainability and traceability systems for Biofuels feedstock uh, from East Asia. And we went on to digitize this. Um, This was, I think, blockchain was kind of being, you know, being developed, but it wasn't as widely available as it is now. Yes. We designed a system um, that would monitor the traceability of feedstock to produce a digital passport and a certificate for our customers so they could fully trace the supply chain. And it was great. We worked with the company to digitize this. And However, now it's great to see that this is being developed with the use of blockchain technology. And this has really enhanced it and streamlined it. Um, so you know, I think that it, it, it's really enhancing various areas with an impact and processes, operational processes. Um, It's great to see how other fintech applications, what other effects of fintech, uh, sorry. Great to see um, what other...
0: Yeah, 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 well, no worries. Uh, I think, well, uh, the point is is a great point. Uh, I mean, blockchain um, help, well, I saw a lot of application of blockchain in impact investing and a lot of viable uh, impact business through blockchain, through the tokenization, and uh, and of course, fintech as well. It's a huge, huge part of this movement as well. Um, I mean, uh, we we talked a lot uh, about how fintech uh, is an enabler to a lot of people all around the world to, um, well, get finance uh, as well and uh, and to be well, not uh, excluded uh, to everything that, that, that is the finance world. Uh, and again, that gives them the possibility to maybe open new businesses um, or operate Um, from all over the world, (laughs) uh, without having a computer, for example, because just with your uh, phone, uh, maybe not too old, but uh, at least a smartphone. (laughs) Uh, But nowadays, I think it's quite common, even in the remote parts of the world, uh, having a a phone, it, it's more common than a computer. I'm not saying that it's easy because, of course, there are parts of the world that even a phone is too much, uh, but uh, a mobile phone is too much. But um, I really see, as you just said, um, really a, a great evolution through an, a, and also an acceleration uh, of uh, the evolution of the impact investing tanks to the new technologies and blockchain and fintech are a huge part of this ecosystem that, that's absolutely true um, and um, i know that you, through the the bank that you are uh, building right now you want to you want to really do the same so help um, new businesses and new owners all around the world so uh, maybe you can give us some some more details about that as well Sure. And um, so we are kind of in pre-launch mode, um, but I think it's this idea of making
1: services more accessible and capital more accessible. Um, so helping companies get access to funding faster, um, but also access to, I guess, banking services that they need that are more in line with their operational processes. Um, and it's very hard to kind of give enough information, but then not too much. So I
0: think in it's kind of just it's, a, it's a secret it's a secret no worries just between us and the other thousand of people that are <laughs> looking at the summit <laughs> it's kind of a secret yeah kind of a secret
1: enough of, i think i think everything i do is underpinned by impact and so it's this idea of just really trying to help as many companies projects business owners as we can with all the tools they need to be successful um so you know that can be provision of capital but also growth anything they can to really you know, build successful models and help as many people in society with the you know, positive products and services that they're offering. I think that's kind of what we're trying,
0: that's the aim. <laughs> <laughs> and well, uh, what I love is that uh, when you talk about um, impact investing, do you serious sparks in your eyes? <laughs> 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 and and helping, helping as many people as
1: we can, you know, to be successful together.
0: I really see the passion that, that you have about impact investing. And, uh, uh, Paul, um, there is something that uh, it, well, for example, a project that or, or a company, a startup that uh, you helped in the past and or you are helping right now that uh, you really love it because they are doing uh, something great that you want to share with us? Sure. I know you I probably know. mentioned this company, actually, um, a few times today but i
1: really do have a strong passion for what they're working towards so ethical brand network and i joined because the, you know the one of their key missions is this idea of taking conscious consumerism from a niche to a norm i think that's exactly you know exactly that because as consumers we want to make more ethical choices i think an accenture report said 45 percent of consumers are making more ethical choices 45 that's a that's
0: a great I- person page
1: I can share the report of that afterwards as well, but I think that and also the UK ethical goods market was valued at 40, over 41 billion last year. So the demand is there. And so this idea of, you know, uh, I think well, there's three areas of the business. We have an e-commerce uh, e-commerce boutique to make ethical goods and product, ethical products more accessible to consumers. Um, and then also a directory which supports ethical brands with business growth support. So, you know, we have programs in everything from leadership and management to um, investment readiness, sales and marketing. And we bring in experts to really help these ethical brands get the resources and, resources and advice they need. And then we also have a directory to sort of tell their story to consumers and, and you know, other brands to kind of tell their story and their value proposition and communicate this.
0: So I'm really... it's a kind of platform. So do you, you, do you have um, more than one brand inside of this e-commerce, right? And you I choose, uh, you choose the um, uh, the comp. Well, the, your uh, uh, not, not you, but well, <laughs> the board, maybe, <laughs> maybe, like, maybe you also.
1: I don't know. Created <laughs> by Roberta Lee, so she's the founder, and so she's known as London Sustainable Stylist. Oh, ah, so oh, okay, okay, okay. Track record in um, sustainable st- sustainable fashion and fashion and all. So oh, she's yeah. Founder of this, um, yeah. So founder. Of it's October. amazing. <laughs> So it's curated by her and so we have um a network of brands that join us so it's actually ethical brand network is um, i guess the group company and then we have ethical brand directory which is the community um, for ethical brands and this is focused on increasing brand exposure marketing pr um, so roberta's had um, appearances on the bbc harper's Bazaar, and she utilizes these as
0: a platform to promote our member brands that's one area and well i mean Uh, I think it could be interesting the way you choose the the brands that will be associated in this platform because it, it's kind of similar of the way uh, i know that it's not the, the same uh, as an investor that choose the brand uh, because uh, of course uh, on, when when you are doing an investment you are looking also for the uh, return of investment you are looking for business plan you are looking for different things but on the impact side on, on the social impact side uh, what are the um the key uh, factors for uh for this company uh, to choose the the brands uh, the associate brands
1: i think there's a few factors i think so our target audience is one so i think we focus on high quality kind of luxury brands but this is in terms of the target audience however in terms of the operational process i think this is what's key when it comes to selecting them in terms of their um level of impact or you know how much impact they're actually having so You know, the product or service, I mean, the product in this case might be, you know, brilliant, um, brilliant outfit, brilliant products they're supplying, which are, you know, made from ethical um, materials and supplies. But what about the supply chain processes? What about the operational processes? What about their giving back programs? What about programs that support employees? You know, so we kind of tried to take well, we do take a holistic view in terms of the business to really see all the different areas that they're making an impact and actually how they're implementing. Um, they're sort of implementing these.
0: And, and of course, a part of that, uh, so, and, and that's maybe more closer to uh, an investor view, is that this brand should be also uh, a brand that can bring money as well right so uh, how do you choose a brand that brings money and <laughs> at the same time is impact so the impact side we we understand the key factors and which is the key factor for um, an impact brand uh, to be successful and originate and, and and make money
1: absolutely so I think I mean so this is in terms of an investor right not as in me being part of ethical brand network more as an investor right it's, it's yeah it's both. It's both. Sure. So actually, I know I can answer this in terms of ethical brand network as well. So that's why we have the academy, um, EBA here. If there is a brand that wants some advice on sales and marketing to really strengthen their financials and make the higher profits or you know be profitable, that's where we can provide them the training. You know, with experts, um, expert trainers who come in and support them with sales growth and growth of their financials and making them a stronger business. So we do support brands there. So if they come to us and I think. If, if their profit isn't there, then our job is to help them. You know, we can do this through the directory by communicating their message, but we can also do this through the e-commerce boutique to increase their sales. So in terms of as ethical brand network, if they're not sort of profitable, we would look to help them with this through the academy, either through training or by, you know, helping them by listing them on our e-commerce boutique, you know, putting their story out there. Um, that's in terms of VBN. As an investor, I think it's really working with them to understand their business model and you know looking at the current financial but also kind of the five to ten well, i wasn't say five to ten year plan but ten years is a bit too much because you know that's theory based after that point but at least a three to five year plan you know what are this what's the plan how you know what partnerships are they looking to achieve how are they going to grow their grow their revenue every single factor to grow like how exactly are they going to grow the business and in terms of the numbers they're looking at You know, they've got these great financial projections potentially, but operationally, how will they achieve those? You know, what does the management team look like right now? What do they expect the management team to look like in, you know, later this year? Can the management team implement all the sort of plans that they have in place? So I think it's this idea. And also looking at the current model they have. And if we can enhance this in any way to make it more commercially viable, increase those profits. You know, how can we do this? Can we maybe help them more with the partnerships that they have? Bring in more partnerships. Um, yeah, kind of every single any any way that you would analyze a normal business, I guess. I think just in terms of growth, but also factoring in the product or service and the demand that they have for that product or service, and making sure that we really market the product or service with the right um, with the right story, the right messaging, the right value proposition.
0: Um, do you think uh, in um, well? Now the right question is that how um, how much do you think uh, is uh, important the uh, story of the brand in uh, in impact investing? Do you think it's much more important than uh, other uh, traditional brands that are not impact, or is the same for every brand?
1: That's a good question. I think it is important because it's. The story kind of shows, and I think an investor would be interested to see the value proposition because the story links directly to the value proposition. So for the value proposition, for it to be attractive to an investor, the story also has to be attractive. Um, And I think this is not just in terms of financially, because of course, you know, the investor wants returns, but is is the business really kind of producing a product or service that actually can make a positive impact? What's the level of the impact? going back to the um way we ha- with the way they measure the impact so i think yeah. that the story is important because it's also the founder's journey as to why they chose to you know go into this business and you know i think so yes it is important and i think it's important primarily because it is linked in terms of with an investor's hat on it's linked to the value proposition and the value proposition is important of course with financials both
0: are interlinked <laughs> <laughs> and well yeah i think it's again um a bit back to the, the the beginning, to the previous questions that we that, that we said before. So um, the value proposition is linked to uh, a lot of things, and uh, and you need to keep in consideration and put together uh, and find the balance between the return of investment, uh, the impact that you uh, well that you are doing, and on the investor side, of course, these two factors are more and more important especially nowadays um and yeah absolutely it's uh <laughs> again it's a huge challenge in terms of measurement uh, in terms of understanding uh this uh, this new landscape because again um uh, impact investing is i don't know it's many years that is uh it's not something completely new uh, but the evolution that we had in the last few years it's something amazing so um And yeah, and when you have this kind of evolution from um, a lot of um, well, a landscape that were dominated by charity and non profit to a landscape that is now coming up to with the new domination on uh, profitable companies that make an impact, um, well. there is a need, I think, of a lot of uh, education formation from both sides, entrepreneurs and investors as well. So, this, this is our challenge, I think. <laughs> Good.
1: I feel that we are moving in the right direction. And, you know, I think that more investors are, you know, invest- investing in impact companies and making that switch and including more impact companies as part of their portfolio. So, it is great to see that.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. And, well, what do you think about uh, the future? How will be the next few years uh, in, in impact investing? We are going to grow a lot. We are going to change some things. What do you think? I think it's going to grow. I think um, there
1: are challenges that need to be addressed. Um, so, for example, there is a $2.5 um, sorry, $2. 5 trillion annual gap in the funds needed to devel- uh, deliver on the UN SDGs by 2030. And the UN has referred to this decade now as the decade of action and delivery. It's the decade we really need to take action to achieve the goals that we're set out to achieve. So we need to step up progress in the sector, remove any hurdles to the supply and demand of capital um, in the space. And it's good because it looks like there really is a global push for this, um, which has become more apparent following COVID-19.
0: So there is a clear growing demand. And who do you think will be uh, the players in covering this gap in funding?
1: This is a this is a good question. So I think it's a mix. I think it's going to be a mix of um, advocate groups, advocators, like, for example, the ISC for releasing the impact measurements, um, the new impact measurement um, systems, global impact investment network, but also, you know, investors as well. And kind of this idea of you know, back to what you said, educating investors around the real positive benefits of impact investments and, you know, showing that they, can, they don't have to compromise on returns. So yeah. I think it's going to be really a mix of public private groups, I guess, coming together, together, advocacy groups coming together and us all really together making this change. Um, I mean, I, I can say that we did underestimate the level of um, or how successful impact investment w- would be, for example. So I think a report released about 10 years ago by the Rockefeller Foundation, JP Morgan and the Global Impact Investment Network predicted that impact investment as an emerging asset class would reach between, I think, $400 billion um, t- to, I think, one, tr- one, b- $1 trillion in assets under management by 2020. However, in 2020, the market actually reached around $715 billion in um, AUM. And the ISC actually estimated to be $2.1 trillion. So we've far exceeded, you know, in, initial estimates. So it's great, you know, but I think in terms of specifics, I think we will continue to see um, improvements in impact measurement standards. Um, and I think more mainstream investors will hopefully adopt these and direct more capital to the space. I think it's needed. Well, I mean, the, UN's, um, the UN is saying it's needed, so it's needed. Um, and, you know, we'll have more of a focus on the triple bottom line um, and then also, maybe a shift in thinking amongst impact focused businesses and consumers. So, you know, creating more commercially viable models and services and, you know, really valuing everyone in the sort of business life cycle or life cycle so that we can all be successful together. And also, I think new types of financing and capital structures as well.
0: Well, absolutely, absolutely. I really
1: love to see that <laughs> in the future. Love to see the and... Developments as well, you know. So I think it's a it's a question of finding the balance and but also noticing, you know, how far we've come because a lot has been achieved and yeah, you know, a lot of investors are making the switch, and it's great to see that. So I think we're on the right track. We just need to accelerate it. Like you said, we need to accelerate.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh and again, uh we we talk about that a lot of time today, but um Again, the acceleration, I really think that is coming to the fact that we are, uh, well, we are implementing a, a lot of uh, impact investing. So uh, profit for good, I will say. It. Uh, and uh, and because um, people can get the return of investment, they are more willing to invest more and they have more money to invest as well because they can reinvest the money <laughs> again. And uh, so it, it, it's really, a, well, I think it's a nice way to to grow faster and uh, and to get this acceleration that we really need to to achieve. So, absolutely agree with that as well. So, well. Um, I don't know if you want to add something more uh, about that uh, and, uh, and also I would like to ask you a way to contact you. Uh, so I don't know if LinkedIn is a good way or you have an email that you can share with, the, uh, with our attendees as well just uh, yeah let us sure. know. <laughs> so
1: I can put my email um, in the chat if that's okay and I can also share yes. my
0: LinkedIn. Oh, okay, great, great. So, okay, we will uh, write it down in the chat as well. <laughs> okay, that's amazing, and um, thank you so much, uh, Rajni. It's a pleasure to have you today, and I hope to see you later at the networking as well. Uh, and uh, yeah, thank you again <laughs> thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you, it's a great to be part of the event. <laughs> thank you. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye hey i really hope you enjoyed this interview if you did go to newsletter.impactintech.org and subscribe to our updates and videos spread the voice of impact in tech be part of the community let's make an impact together every day as we build up the impact nation